Ghost Market by Greg Von Eekout, read by Kane Lynch. He's five years old, and the blades of his skates rasp the ice. He thought there'd be more falling down involved, but skating turns out to be easier than he thought. Now he's nine. The ball rips through the net. He catches the rebound and shoots again. Rip, rebound, shoot again. Fourteen. He makes little piles of blue eraser debris while the clock ticks away. Still twenty questions to go. Seventeen. The seatbelt buckle presses into the small of his back as the boy leans over him, even more nervous than he is. He's nineteen. Rip, rebound, shoot again. And twenty-two. The last age he'll ever be. The park got dark early, but no problem. He knows this trail, and it's good to be alone with his thoughts. There's a sound behind him. Are those footsteps? Every third Tuesday of the month, they hold the ghost market beneath the Washington Street Bridge. You have to get there early if you want the best bargains, before the sun has a chance to warm the day. Hey, you want to be a red-hot lover boy? I shrug. Who doesn't? Behind a folding table on a stall built of PVC pipe and crinkled blue tarp, she's shaped like a Willendorf Venus in a Che Guevara t-shirt. Some people are scared to be red-hot lover boys she says, showing me an apparently empty beer bottle sealed with wax. I knew this one personally. He was my neighbor. He fathered 17 kids. Energetic, you know? She winks. He was in the act when his heart exploded. How romantic, I say, taking the bottle and holding it up to the gray lilac sky. There's nothing to see inside. But that doesn't sound like red-hot lover boy to me. It's more like horny old man who wouldn't give his wives a break boy. She snatches the bottle back from me. You're free to shop elsewhere. I think of continuing this stimulating bit of dickering, but then... Dead end, says a voice in my ear. I tug down my wool cap and move on. There's a part of the market that's not really an official part of the market. You have to go further under the bridge, where, if you look up, you'll see a green-black mess of struts and supports, like a giant spider's web. The sound of traffic rumbling over the deck mixes with the rush of the river, and it's like the roar of blood when you cover your ears. Go this far, and you'll find a space sectioned off with a chain-link fence. There's a gate with a lock, but the lock doesn't work, and if you know that, you can go right in. Good bargaining can be done here. Some of the dealers are cooking their breakfasts over lit trash cans, and the air smells of garlic and cabbage and fish. There's the high-pitched tinkling of a string instrument, the tapping of a drum. I walk up to a man sitting on a Coleman ice chest. He's old, child-sized, his face worn and shiny like an over-polished shoe. He smiles his clean dentures at me. I got a gun, he says, and his hands fidget inside the pockets of his jacket. Um, I take a step backwards. Okay. We can deal, he says, but get funny and I blow a hole in your chest. With one curt matter-of-fact nod, he takes a swig from a can of Dr. Pepper. Maybe I'll try someone else, I say. He takes his hand out of his pocket and I flinch, but his hand is empty. He waves it at me dismissively. Go ahead, he says. They got nothing. Just nursing home stuff. All old shit. Rip-offs. It's a common fallacy that young and fresh is better than aged. People are paying ridiculous prices for expired infants and children, and there's even a ring on the east side that gets tips from doctors of terminally ill kids. It's crazy. It's, it's like Dutch tulips. I didn't just fall off the turnip truck, I tell the little man. I can recognize value when I see it. He looks me over thoroughly, like a tailor assessing the drape of a suit. Huh, he says. Well, 
What are you looking for, then? Some people will inhale only ghosts who died in terror. Others are interested only in little girls or in executed convicts or in fragile women with jittery prescription-drugged spirits. So many kinks. I go on. You read the newspaper? I say. You hear what happened to that boy in Dump Hill? The expression on the old man's face doesn't change. He shrugs a little. They say they tortured him. Marks on his wrists, cigarette burns, the whole treatment. Bottles must have been singing here. Ghosts grow excited when they know they're about to be joined by another of their kind. Ghosts call to their own. You get in on any of that? Murder victims. Indulging in this particular kink is illegal. They'll put you away for 10, 15 years. Don't know what you're talking about, the man says. I stare at him. It's amazing how long he can go without blinking. Really? You don't have a piece of him? Well, okay. I'm sure somebody here does. I show him the corner of a rubber-banded wad of hundreds. It's an inch thick. And ah, there it is, that tiny little flicker of his eyes. He glances over my shoulder. I don't like the look of you, he says. The hundreds go back in my pocket. Whatever, enjoy your Dr. Pepper. I get a full 12 yards away before he calls out to me. Wait. I pause. Turn. Snooze you lose. I'll deal with somebody else. But I walk back over to him. A hint of a smile touches his beet-colored lips. There is nobody else. I got him closest to the moment. Closest to the moment. He means he got the boy closest to the moment of death. I spend a few moments nervously reassessing my surroundings, checking to see if anyone's watching. Huddled figures move in the dim morning light of the market. The string instrument plink-plinks away, and the drums do an impatient toe-tap. I give him a nod, and he produces an apple juice bottle capped with a strip of duct tape. This part is necessary. The bottle's contents are invisible, and no buyer would part with his heart in cash without a sniff, and I have to make sure it's genuine for reasons of my own. The man tears off a strip of tape from a roll and sets the bottle down on his ice chest. I crouch down and lean forward. Everything happens quickly now. He pokes the bottle seal with a sewing needle, and I get a whiff. And then the strip of new tape goes over the bottle. He's two, and the grass tickles his feet. He's fourteen. Cigarette smoke burns the back of his throat, but he proudly suppresses the cough. He slides his hand under her shirt, thinking of someone else. The opening chords of the song say everything about him worth knowing. Rip, rebound, shoot again. Three, a birthday card. Fifteen, the bitter first taste of beer. Running, laughing across the finish line. Footsteps and pain. Eight hundred, the old man says. I give him the money and take possession of the bottle. Very clearly, so there's no possibility of being misheard, I say the prearranged words. That's good stuff. And the voice in my ear says, take him. The tinkling string instrument falls silent. The drum beats stop. Hats are thrown off. Shaw's discarded. And a surge of blue windbreakers descends on the old man. The honor of handcuffing him is mine. And long after, when I'm in the office banging out my report on my coffee-stained keyboard, the boy is still with me. 
He rises in my head, not just his death moment, the bright acidic terror, the sorrow of knowing that the only end to his torment is the end of everything. All that is just the sharp edge. But what cuts deep is his life. The thousands of small moments, the diary moments, the formless events, the pinings and hungers and little victories, all of it. I live every second of it. I am him. All the sweet and bitter richness of his life. I have been on the task force for six years. I have tasted many ghosts. They never go away. I am their vessel, and I will carry them for the rest of my life. Every day, my street value increases. When I come to die, take a bullet in the face, jump off a bridge, do a morphine fade-out in a hospital bed, someone's going to have a good business day. This has been a Podcastle Miniature. Ghost Market was written by Flash Grenader Greg Van Eekout, whose books include Norse Code, Kid vs. Squid, and a forthcoming trilogy of novels based on his short story, The Osteomancer's Son, which was reprinted here at Podcastle. Visit him online at writingandsnacks.com. Ghost Market was read for you by Kane Lynch, creator of the Relics webcomic. You can find more information about him and the comic at canelynch.com slash the relics.